Hi, I'm Chris Maurice, and welcome to the Yellow Card Podcast. Today on our show, I'm joined by Chris Ani, co-founder of CryptoHub, who will be my co-host as we talk about the future of money. The Yellow Card Podcast. Crypto. Hey, everyone. Today, we're joined by Chris Ani, the founder of CryptoHub. Uh, Chris, it's great to have you on, man. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Awesome. Awesome, man. And uh, so I, I think, uh, I mean, a great way to start would be, uh, could you could you just give everyone a little bit of information on your background? So, uh, I mean, for, for the people that don't know what CryptoHub is, uh, Chris here is probably responsible for getting more people into Bitcoin in Nigeria than anyone else. So uh, I think uh, I think everyone would love to hear a little bit more information on uh, you know your background and uh, what you're doing with CryptoHub. Okay, uh, so my name is Chris Annie. Uh, I founded CryptoHub the club in 2017. Virtually, I came across Bitcoin in 2016. Of course, some people were there before me, but one of the things I discovered in Nigeria was the fact that when I wanted to learn about Bitcoin and I went on YouTube, there was no black person I could learn from. There was nobody in Nigeria I could learn from. And there was me, some guys were just talking about Bitcoin, perfect money in a city called Calabar. And I, I was confused because they kept on saying, man, Bitcoin is scarce. Bitcoin is scarce. We are going to buy $100 Bitcoin. So in Bitcoin, they say, we are going to buy $100. We are going to buy $200. How about this Bitcoin as a magic money on the internet that grows? And the next thing, I went to Portacourt one day. And with the inquiries in my heart, I logged onto YouTube and I searched about Bitcoin. And guess who I first found? Andreas Antonopoulos. And I began to learn about the introduction to Bitcoin. In short, the words of Andreas Antonopoulos became like a virus inside of me. I was mad. <laughs> I was crazy about it. Like, what? This is what Bitcoin is going to do to the world? This is the history of finance. And for 12 hours, I didn't know when I was on YouTube for 12 hours. I started from 6, 6 p.m. till 6 p.m. The next day, my friend came and like, Chris, you don't sleep. I said, I don't sleep. I found something new. This Bitcoin thing. So I got a friend who loaned me a particular amount of money. And I joined it. And I bought my first Bitcoin. When Bitcoin was around $600, I paid about 200000 to get my first Bitcoin. And ever since then, that has been my journey. And I went on, I continued the Bitcoin thing. I became, I started buying and selling. I became like a middleman for people. So I started talking about Bitcoin on Facebook. So my friends began to like, wow, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. I got from Spain, Cameroon. People started buying Bitcoin from me. As I became a, a, a selling Bitcoin merchant. And from then on, entry 2017, I, I, I later had to buy Ethereum. I got my first term at $10. But something, something kept on striking me. This Bitcoin I knew about, I started holding small, small meetups in 2016 to teach people about this revolution I've had, I've seen, how something's going to change the world of finance. And, and with all the crazy things from Rojava, the things Rojava has done, the things uh, I was trained on Polonia XM, blockchain.info, and all these things and all these things. I said, okay, Nigerians don't have access. There's no website in Nigeria where you could go to and learn about Bitcoin. So I founded CryptoHub.club 
the first platform where people could go and take a video course on Bitcoin, on cryptocurrency trading, and on and on and on and on like that. That's how crypto came to play. And first of all, we started on WhatsApp. From WhatsApp, I built a website. And from there, I got members. And I, from there, I started monetizing cryptocurrency education. From then on, I later switched into partial hedge fund business housing for crypto. And basically what I've been doing in cryptocurrency space since 2016 is basically education, uh, teaching, it does education, uh, advocacy, conferences, meetups, um, trading on my own too, uh, and also helping to build a community. And I'm also the author of Crypto 101. So in 2018, I got the body inside of me like, people kept asking me, what is Bitcoin, what is Bitcoin? So I, I see myself always repeating the same thing over time, even when I send them to my website. So in 2017, I wrote a free book, which I wrote under one to 2018, 20 reasons why I should invest in crypto. Then in 2019, I said, no, I need to monetize this thing. I don't need to When you give people free education, they tend not to value it. Bitcoin is finance. Bitcoin is precious assets. Bitcoin is something huge. If anybody wants to get into it, you should learn it. So I wrote Crypto 101 and I published it in 2019. And that's how I've been doing the cryptocurrency space. And I think that's the little background that I have in the Bitcoin space. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. And I mean, I think, uh, I mean, really one of, uh, one of the most important things that, that you're, you're doing, I think is, is, uh, sort of like you hit on localizing that content, taking it in and making it available in, you know, in pigeon or in, uh, you know, any other local language so that people can yeah. I mean, truly understand it, uh, you know, from, you know, again, somebody that, you know, looks and sounds like them as opposed to having to go online and, you know, find some guy from, uh, you know, the U.S. or from uh, China or anywhere else. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's I think, extremely important for getting people into the space. That's true. That's true. That's true. Of course, the words of the words of Andreas Antonopoulos really hits me. One of the motivations for education is when Andreas said the key to adoption globally is education. That word hits me real good in 2017, and I said, no, 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 no. This is this is something I have to just push. And of course, we've, we've been able to really do something across Nigeria. I've even taught Bitcoin. I've shared Bitcoin amongst traders, uh, spare dealers, people who do trading uh, of all this kind of spare parts and all those importations like that in Kano, Igbo traders. And I have to teach them Bitcoin in Igbo language. We've done the same thing in several parts of Nigeria, even several parts in Africa too. And we won't stop. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. So, I mean, it sounds like Andreas was uh, was sort of the the original inspiration for Crypto Hub. <laughs> yes, he should. If you check my book, Crypto One One, uh, what part of the dedication was given to Andreas is is like I would say is like one of the big models I had to follow. Even though I have other models I followed in the cryptocurrency space, like Barry Silbert. Uh, like that, but uh, Andras was like the guy who just opened my eyes, and you know, he teaches cryptocurrency with Bitcoin with so much passion, and you could see the thing from him with, with so much knowledge about economics, about history, about global finance. You know, and he's giving me a lot of inspiration because my next book on cryptocurrency is Bitcoin and Your Freedom. I'm going to be publishing that in 2020, and and I'm covering the impact of Bitcoin globally. There's going to be Bitcoin in China, Bitcoin in Argentina, Bitcoin in America, Bitcoin in, in several countries. And the impact of Bitcoin 
coupled with their failing economic and monetary policies. So, uh, I just has been like, man, this guy, anytime I'm, I, I, I can be eating like this and Andras is playing, I'll just drop the food to listen to that guy because he got some crazy wisdom about this field. <laughs> the only thing is, we don't know if Satoshi. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, no, yeah, I mean, and- Andreas, I mean, for, for me as well, when I, you know, when I was first getting into the space, I mean, Andreas was, yeah, I mean, he was the... I mean, the go-to person for me as well. I mean, all of the books, all of the talks and everything. I mean, uh, yeah, just the, the, the way that he's able to take those concepts and, I mean, explain it so simply. Exactly. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's so great to see something like what Andreas preaches, you know, again, now happening in Nigeria, happening in, you know, Lagos, happening in, uh, you know, the, the northern states, happening all over the, all over the continent, really. True. It's true. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's that's amazing. And so, uh, so I know um, you're also you're working on a uh, a documentary now. You're working on a documentary uh, which uh, is sort of the, the culmination, I believe, of uh, a lot of what you've been working on with Crypto Hub over the last few years now. Uh, so I, I know I, I'm sure it's still you know early stage, but uh, you know, is there any information you can share on that? Okay. So um, concerning the documentary. Um, some of the things that inspired this documentary. One day I was in, I was in, I was on YouTube because I, I I do YouTube a lot. Because I advise Nigerian youth, anything you don't know properly, go on YouTube, go on Google. These search engines are there to educate us. And and I tell you, when you see the light, you will not allow the media, you will not allow darkness to confuse you. So I, I went on 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 YouTube and I saw a documentary. Bitcoin Uganda, wow, it touched me. I saw a young guy uh, whose auntie, whose elder sister married somebody in the US and they used to send him money from the US to Uganda. But every time they send him the money, before he gets to the village, you see like 30% calls from every $100 or $500 they send to him. And this guy used to pay school fees. And one day he had about Bitcoin. So his auntie told him to check and open the wallet. He opened the wallet, and guess what? The guy in Uganda received either forty dollar or hundred dollar Bitcoin in Uganda. It's big money for him to pay school fees. So he took his bicycle and told the auntie, "Okay, where can I convert this?" He said, "Go to the city." And the guy took his bicycle down to the city. I saw a local exchanger and converted the Bitcoin to 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 to, to Uganda currency shillings or so. And he came back, was able to pay school fees with lesser fees now. Instead of those 10%, 20%, he had little fees paid with. You know, it was so exciting. It was like a six, seven minutes documentary. And then when I went on to watch Bitcoin Gospel, and I said, wow. And I looked at the Nigerian cryptocurrency space. We have so many people saying so many bad things about Bitcoin, from the government to even blogs. You know, early this year, when the Canadian exchange was hacked, Somebody on Instagram blog said the Bitcoin CEO is dead. We've had so many news of hacks and hacks and hacks and scams. In the midst of all these things, there are so many good news happening in the cryptocurrency space. Let me share something with you. There's a young guy who had to push me to do this. I wanted to do this last month, last year, about our brand and the impact we've been creating. But I, I thank God it didn't even happen because it just maybe literally about my brand. But this year is going is bigger now. It's about the impact of Bitcoin in Nigeria. 
So there's this 17 year old guy who was denied admission from ULM. And he got to know about me online. He's been an athlete marketer, made some money from athlete marketing from the internet. He's 17 years old, taking note of his age, 17. And here's this guy coming to me to learn Bitcoin. He gets my book. It takes my course, which people pay for online, $200 to learn my crypto trading course. Gets his Bitcoin, gets into our exchange, they start trading, they start buying and selling. And you know what? The guy started doing crypto trading on Binance, as I taught him. He did not lose his capital. He, he learns all the risk management involves, cashes out sometimes 2-3% daily, sometimes he can do 30% in a week, sometimes like that. And guess what? This young guy started with $300. On the journey in July 19, moved added another $200. As of today, October, the young 17-year-old guy has multiplied a capital of 500 US dollar Bitcoin to over 2,000 dollar Bitcoin in a space of July, August, September, October. And that's a story on its own. And guess the thing now, this young guy has no bank account. This young guy uses his mom's bank account for anything he's doing. So it's a huge story on its own. We have to capture and say, no, we're going to tell this to the world. And several other people like that, that Bitcoin has changed their lives. So the inspiration behind this is that we don't want to hear the bad news again. When you go on YouTube, when you go on the media and you put Bitcoin and you put Nigeria, you should be able to hear about the 17-year-old guy who did not get admission, but yet Bitcoin is empowered in his life. You need to hear about that woman who learned about Bitcoin in 2017, who resigned her teaching job, and now she has a home in Port Harcourt, and now she trains and she makes money. We need to learn about different people that have been able to build stuff. Then what about the brands? That are building the ecosystem. What about things like yellow cards where it's easy? I use yellow card, it's easy for me to buy Bitcoin under five minutes with even 500 naira or a thousand naira. What about companies like Binance? What about companies that have been doing stuff in the country? Crypto Hall, Bitcoin Chief, different people like that. So it's about telling our stories and projecting them to the world. Of course, we know it's going to be very, very tasking and costly. But we're up to the tax to make sure we cover the impact of Bitcoin in the southeast, southwest, the north, and in the east, and in all parts of Nigeria. So we're doing it both in Kano State, in Abuja, in Ibadan. I have a guy in Ibadan who is just 20 something. He has a poultry farm. He started Bitcoin trading, and from Bitcoin trading, the profit he made from Bitcoin trading diverts into poultry farming. That's economic empowerment. Because of course we know that the importance of Bitcoin for Africa is economic empowerment. Any other thing you're talking less than this is, is a fabul. The core thing for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in Africa is economic empowerment. Then you zoom to another guy who we are going to meet this weekend. He's in Africa. He left his employment, his job, and started trading Bitcoin since 2017. Left his job and today he's almost finishing his house. He's, 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 he has his family. He lives hundred percent on Bitcoin. We want to let people know that this game is not a scam. It's not a fad. It's not a Ponzi scheme. We want to tell our story with real life experience of people who have been changed. That's the concept about the Bitcoin Nigeria project. Yeah, no, and I, I think uh, what what you said there was so important with uh, the, the the fact that it's it's about 
economic empowerment. Uh, I mean, I think people, people, when they think of Bitcoin trading, they think of it as, uh, you know, a risky speculative activity. Uh, they think of it as, you know, an investment and uh, everything at best. Uh, but I mean, for, for people that, that really, in a lot of cases, don't have other options, it, it yeah. provides them at least some opportunity to, uh, I mean, you know, to be able to, uh, man, I mean, you know, earn income. Um, of course. Uh, you know, provide for their family. I mean, even even without a bank account now, exactly. I mean, you, can, you can do all of this, you know, from your computer, from your cell phone without having a bank account. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing what, uh, you know, I mean, like you said, what, you know, a farmer from you know, rural Nigeria is able to accomplish uh, just getting online on his phone. Yes. Yes. It's so important. It's so important. What about Bitcoin in Argentina? I watched one time where the farmers could not access, uh, uh, they could not access bank accounts in their rural community. But guess what? The places they were to export to and sell their goods to, they opened the Bitcoin wallet and started receiving payments in Bitcoin. It's, it's amazing what people can do. Okay, last week, I was, I was uh, my company, Digital Abundance, the parent company of Crypto Home, uh, domain name expired. And, and so I needed to just do something quick. I remember the problem I used to have with credit cards. I, I am when I when I when when I when I advocate for something, I'm a practical. I, I go so practical to make sure I follow through and use it. So I look and say, ah, what am I waiting for? Namecheap.com has a Bitcoin payment option. So I just got into my wallet and I I created the voucher and I sent Bitcoin and my company domain name was without using a credit card. The truth is that we can actually live on Bitcoin. Payments, uh, cross-border payments, uh, paying of salaries, and all those things. We can actually live on all these things if people get to be aware about it. What excites me about Bitcoin is the freedom that comes with it. What excites me is the fact that no bank is monitoring my information, and that I don't think there's any time I've sent Bitcoin and the person say I did not receive this Bitcoin, except if it's a wrong address, which I've never done. So the person says, oh, I received this Bitcoin on like the bank. Currently now I have zero Naira on my, on my, on my, I don't mention the crazy bank I use. And it's been happening because I've been sending money to my, my, one of my associates, I've been sending money to his account. So any money people want to send to me for books, anything, it goes to his account. Why? Because my bank all of a sudden did an upgrade and suddenly the banking system, you can't send. Sometimes I'm restricted to send money. Sometimes people will send money to me. It doesn't get to me. You know, it's all issues. I never had such issues with Bitcoin. And it's exciting. I run CryptoHub.club. I have membership in over six nations. And all of them paid in Bitcoin. I don't need the Western Union. I've never gone to Western Union. I don't need it when there is Bitcoin there. The freedom it brings before even the capital gains is easy for us. I wish a lot of people can know about this. I tell you, I can report that there'll be a revolution before tomorrow morning. Man, yeah, no, that's, uh, and I mean, yeah, I mean, to your, your point, uh, you know, hey, Andreas Antonopoulos has been living on Bitcoin for what, five years now. So yes. it's, uh, it is definitely possible. Um, it's, uh, it's certainly tough. I, I can't imagine it's always easy for him, but uh, it's, it's uh, it is certainly possible. And uh, yeah, I mean, especially, especially in, uh, developing nations and, and 
in some of these emerging economies around the world where, uh, I mean, you know, like you said, you know, banks, don't, banks aren't always reliable. Uh, you know, you, you never know when, when a bank is going to decide that, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, you're not allowed to transfer money today or, uh, you know, when the credit card is going to actually allow you to make a foreign currency transaction. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Bitcoin, there's, yeah, there's no, nothing to worry about. True, 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 true. Yeah, man. So, uh, I guess uh, just to uh, to 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 move forward. So, uh, to tell tell us a little bit about where where you see the space going in the next uh, you know year in in Nigeria by by the end of by the end of twenty twenty. What does what does Bitcoin in Nigeria and Africa a little bit more broadly look like? You see, um, with the recent happening in Bitcoin, uh, on Saturday, a friend of mine sends me a message. I'm like, Chris, can you send me all your materials in cryptocurrency? And I said, okay. And this is a guy I've been talking about Bitcoin to since 2016. And, and, and I discovered it because I guess he had the news how Bitcoin got over 30% gain in one day, moving from $7,200 to $10,350. That was a crazy, insane move. And for me, you see, Bitcoin has gone through several phases, through several phases that you can't stop this homelet again. You can't, you can't stop this thing going on. You, you really cannot hold it back. The more and more people that get enlightened, the more and more that get the consciousness of what this technology is about. I tell you, Africa is going to be a revolution. It's going to be a revolution in Africa. People are getting tired of the banks. So in 2020, by the end of 2020, we should be able to see increased all-time high trading volume in Bitcoin in Nigeria and also in Africa. Of course, Nigeria will lead for Africa. Two, we should be able to see a standardized level of Bitcoin cryptocurrency startups that are going to be emerging in Africa. I also forecast that uh, by that time, we'll see some, um, maybe a few percentage of hedge funds diversifying their portfolio into cryptocurrency. We've been working on that. Um, also, uh, there will be some cryptocurrency regulations that will come to Nigeria, but I don't see them hurting. And even if they will bring regulations, my country is not a country that is high and super in technology. So uh, uh, for now, the government may still be sleeping because everybody, most of these guys will be preparing for, um, they may be preparing for what they call the election, 2023 election, 2023 election. So they may not put so much attention to the cryptocurrency space. But see, for Africa, for Nigeria, more and more youths will get involved in this economy. It's not something that will not, it will happen. And of course, by 2020, we'll see Bitcoin reach a new all-time high. Of course, there's, there's, no, there's no going back. The thing I keep telling people about Bitcoin is, see, when Bitcoin drops in price, uh, it, you should be laughing because it's an opportunity for you to accumulate. Because Bitcoin pumps very fast that when it does it, you miss out. So when this thing keeps happening, people will know that, oh, Bitcoin has proven itself over time and since you can't stop this thing, boy, 
the next thing is to be part of it. So for us, we're going to see we're going to see real development happen in the cryptocurrency space. We're going to see Bitcoin happen to a new all-time high, a new high um, trading volume, uh, and 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 that's it. That's it. That's it. So, so one thing, one thing I think you said was was very interesting about uh, sort of standardizing uh, blockchain and crypto startups uh, across the continent. So, I mean, right now, obviously, we see a lot in Nigeria. We have, I mean, there's a you know a big presence in Kenya, South Africa, uh, Ghana, and I mean, you know, a few other select places. But I mean, outside of that, I mean, you know, Africa is a, a big continent, right? Fifty five countries, and outside of you know four, maybe five. Of countries, you really don't see much going on, at least right now, in terms of in terms of these these crypto and blockchain startups. And so, uh, I mean, do you think that that's something that's going to change in the next year? I mean, do you think that we're going to start seeing more innovation and everything popping up in uh, you know Central Africa and in uh, I mean you know other other parts of the continent as opposed to sort of the uh, I mean you know the the, the known hotspots like Lagos, Nairobi, Accra. Okay. Um, the truth is this: Africa has an economic disadvantage because of bad leadership. That's one. We've not always been too good with technology, but when it comes to financial revolution happening, um, there's, 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 there's going to be, of course, there's going to be this branch house that will happen. Um, startups that have succeeded in taking Nigerian markets will also want to penetrate other African countries. And it's just simple as stating that, do a little research, as long as economic policies in countries are failing, Bitcoin is something needed there. Hence, um, what will what will hinder startups from migrating to some of these African countries would be the issue of scams. Let me give an example. Um, somebody bought my book recently from Malawi, and so I told him, Can, "Let him host meetups in Malawi." And he said, "Chris, the problem is not meetup. The problem is not about Bitcoin. The problem is that people don't want to hear about Bitcoin here again because." Some people came in the name of Bitcoin mining and they scammed them of their money. That's terrible. And hearing that, whenever they see people from Nigeria who want to talk to people, talk about Bitcoin to them, they feel it's a scam. So there's going to be a lot of hard way to penetrate such territories. But I believe that even with those assertions, if I've been advocating for, even in the Nigerian Bitcoin space, I've been advocating that people should branch out, go to countries like Cote d'Ivoire, go to countries like Pen Republic, Egypt, uh, Tanzania, Rwanda. These countries have huge, huge potentials for Bitcoin and Bitcoin trading. So what are we waiting for? We will see startups that will branch there, but that, will be, that may not happen immediately. It could happen to take a couple of years, two, three years. And with the spread of Bitcoin and its increase in value over time, uh, I think those countries will even start inviting startups. For me, I don't even want everybody to just to come into Nigeria. 
those other places are still virgin. Rwanda is virgin. There's nothing big about crypto going on there. Malawi is virgin. Just last year, when I did my African tour from Ghana, Benin Republic, Togo, I was I was going around for a Bitcoin tour around these countries, and I discovered that a woman told me in in Cote d'Ivoire that um, in our community, people are not having enough. Uh, education about these cryptocurrency. So when they open a blockchain wallet and you put them in a WhatsApp group, some of them tend to even send their wallet ID and their password on the WhatsApp group so that they can send Bitcoin to them, which is ignorant. So um, first of all, first of all, there's going to be penetration of there's going to be penetration of uh, 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 technology education, simple simple computer education. If we're going to get these unbanked people in those communities, they have money. They do local banking. They do cooperatives. There's going to be some strategies. I keep sharing with some people guys that hey, there are strategies to actually get these guys. For instance, in Kenya. People, people respect SP or so. There's a particular cooperative that people respect a lot more than the banks. So those informal cooperative systems will be our penetration too. If we're going to penetrate, if crypto startups are going to penetrate those uh, countries, so we start with those cooperatives, uh, we give them incentives, we let them give them education, they know the need for saving in Bitcoin and using a platform, let's say for instance, Yellow Card, where they can buy and sell, and create a community. I'm sure once we do that, we'll be able to see an explosion of crypto startups in this place. We won't go with the direct mindset of man want to cash in on profit here the first time. Of course, we're going to cash in on profit. But when these people get to know what they stand to benefit with this thing called cryptocurrency, I bet you, I bet you, there's going to be massive revolution in Africa. So it's going to be one at a time, one at a time. So it's going to be like we're stretching a, a three-year plan for this, four, five years plan. And I tell you, Africa is going to feel that heat big time. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, again, I think that's why, uh, I mean, projects and everything like what you do and what you're working on, not only with the documentary, but with, uh, you know, the just the whole education piece in general is so important. And localizing that content so that, uh, you know, somebody in Benin can learn about this technology and not send their private key out in a group. True. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, that's 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 so important. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, Chris, we we really appreciate it, man. Is there is there anything you'd like to uh, to leave off with? Okay, uh, for the listeners, one of the things I want us to 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 also do is to keep renewing our faith in this technology called Bitcoin. Uh, one of the things I don't like to hear when I see some traders in Nigeria, sorry, Nigeria. When they see Bitcoin dump in price, they, they, they tend to start, oh, hey, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. Man, chill. I, I said something about Bitcoin volatility. Bitcoin volatility for me is a blessing. If it's even possible, I don't want to see Bitcoin hit a new all-time high in 2019. Why? Man, I, I've, got, I've got loads of time to gather enough satoshis and gather some little savings and then pour into this. I want to make some small, small money some other places and put into this technology. Maybe get more people to contribute money and we are buying Bitcoin. Instead of it just so the time Bitcoin is not pumping in price, you should be smiling. You should be happy that it's waiting for you. Because, you know, Bitcoin is a wealth redistribution tool that is free, that is open and neutral to all. It's, it's free. Imagine 
Somebody who just bought Bitcoin last week, what the person will be saying today, no stock market gives you that. Imagine somebody who is in Venezuela and can't receive money from the bank and still needs to spend. Bitcoin becomes as a hedge for them. There are a lot of things this space will be unveiling to us as time goes on. And I want you to concentrate on the fact that, see, this is for economic freedom. This is this is a political movement. This is a social movement. Volatility should not scare you. It's a blessing in disguise. There's nobody who has who held Bitcoin more than two years that will say he has lost money in Bitcoin. No, it's an asset that is fine. It's an asset whose volatility is helping people redistribute wealth. And one of the things people don't know in this world is that there's a lot of wealth in this world, but the problem the world has is that there's no redistribution of wealth. So Bitcoin gives us that edge for the distribution of wealth. So anytime there's a price decrease, everybody should be smiling to the bank to go get some cash to hold, to buy. And anytime you are holding and holding, it's also promoting a savings culture for us in disguise. So Bitcoin for me is a unique innovation that the world is yet to even see the bigger things concerning it. And for us here in Africa, for us here in Nigeria, we do continue our best in building. It's really not be easy, the cost and everything. But for this thing that has given us freedom, the best we can do is to help other people get the same freedom by sharing the story, by educating, and making sure everybody is part of it. Thank you very much. That's that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Now keep up, keep up the great work, man. Keep up, uh, you know the. The, the push for, for education and adoption. Uh, it's uh, you, such a such a big need in the space. So, uh, hey, we, we really appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, tell tell everyone where the best place to buy Bitcoin is. Sure, 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 sure. Yellow card. <laughs> yeah, you see, um, for, 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 not for any reason, nobody paid me to say this, but of course, I told them at you one time, I, I have a personal P2P exchange. And sometimes when people don't want to sell Bitcoin because of price, the simplicity, why I like yellow card is this. Uh, I like something that's simple. I like, I like technologies that are simple. If you give me a phone now, I, I, I should be able to do certain things with it, simplicity. When you use a MacBook, it's simple for you to use, you know? So I don't like a platform where it's hard, it's complicated. So the fact that I could do a bank transfer, because Yellow Card I think is the first of its kind in Africa and the world, where it's easy for me to just do a bank transfer in Naira and I'm receiving Bitcoin immediately. Uh, it's, 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 it's actually very simple. So I think the unique edge of Yellow Card is the simplicity. And, and it's the best place to buy Bitcoin in Nigeria, I must say. For me, I've been using it and Anyone who uses it, you, you, you will sure know that. This is not a paid, this the yellow card is not paid for this, but I just have to say because when I use something exciting, I like to talk about it. Just appreciate it, man. You have a, you have a great day. And again, we, we really appreciate your time. Yeah, Thank man. You for well, that's all for today's episode of the Yellow Card Podcast. Thanks for listening. And thank you again to Chris for joining me today. Please leave us a review if you enjoyed the podcast. 